Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. Let me just read this to you. Um, And then I'll go into my message. So this is what I wrote. People are trying to express their identity through their gender, their sexuality, their political views, their jobs, and other facets of culture. But our true identity is who we are in our spirit. People might like the argument that you're, well, I'm going to couch that. We, We have a society that is so carnally minded that they believe their identity is defined by who they are in their bodies in their jobs, and other facets of life, and we fight for those carnal identities. Those are aspects of physical, truthful realities, but there's a greater reality that we must derive our identity from, and that's who we are in our inner man. And, you know, I've said it a bunch of times here. When I preach, I want to preach to your spirit. I want to preach to the renewed person. I want to preach to the new man. I'm not preaching to the person that was struggling with sin last night because if I can get to your spirit, it will then revive itself and and you will realize, oh, wait, no, I'm putting on my awareness of my identity and spirit and I want to live from that place. I want to live from the place where I'm righteous. I'm already made holy. I'm already sanctified. I'm already complete in Christ. If I can renew my mind and settle back into, no, that is who I actually am, then from that place, I'm going to go and I'm going to deal with that porn issue. I'm going to go deal with that anger issue. I'm going to go deal with that alcoholism. I'm going to go deal with that confusion about gender and sex and all that kind of stuff, right? Because we're having the conversation on the wrong level. We're having the conversation on a carnal, physical, natural level. And, and it, you know, it, it's not the solution. We can state truth from those levels, but we must live from who we are in spirit. And that's not some weird flaky thing because living from spirit looks like this. You're struggling with a particular sin habit and you hate it and you have guilt and shame over it and you don't want it in your life, but you can't seem to get rid of it. You settle down into who you are in spirit and you remind yourself, no, you know what? Jesus has removed that body of the sins of the flesh from me. He has sanctified me. He's cleansed me inwardly. Who I really am inwardly is not stained. I'm not struggling with these kinds of things. I am perfect and holy in Christ because that's what Jesus has done. He paid for me to experience all the promises of God and all of his promises are yes and amen. One of his promises is that I can live in peace. I'm not going to continue to give myself to this thing that's robbing my peace, robbing my joy because I am a kingdom citizen I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. And and that's what you do, and you mean it. But you got to know how to connect to that inner man. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of tools, like you read this morning, Philippians 4. There's so much instruction of what to think about. There's so much instruction in Scripture of how to think and what to think about. And then what you think about will produce action. You know, so you, you are a creature that has beliefs. 
Your beliefs are stored in your heart biblically. And I, I think I probably will camp out on this for a couple of weeks. I know next week's Father's Day, we'll talk about that. But your heart is where you believe from. It's what the heart man believes and what the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Belief is a capacity of the heart. God gave you a new heart when you got born again. It's got his law encoded within it. God sheds his light abroad in your heart. He pours his grace in your heart. He uh, gives you strength in your heart so that you would come to this place of wholeness. He says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. He gives you a new heart when you get born again. That's where we live from. That's who we really are. And in that place is, is where we have to be able to go to to draw from this invisible but yet very real realm of spiritual strength. But you got to eat the right things. You want to get healthier in your physical body? Cut out the ding-dongs and the ho-hos. <laughs> you want to get stronger in your spirit, man, that affects everything else? Get rid of the shame. Get rid of the constant worry and and tension that you're, oh my gosh, my son is this, and the world is this, and my job is this, and my spouse is this. That's like eating donuts every day. And I'm not saying you're going to corrupt your spirit because you can't, but what it does is it starts to callous your heart, makes your heart fat, Amen. let's just say. Yeah. You, your heart gets a little, I like what you said, it's the wax in our ears. It's not the clarity of his voice. And so your heart is being affected by how you think. And so you must think according to the Word of God, especially about yourself. Because some of you have kids and grandkids that are wondering, well, maybe I'm not a girl. I know I was assigned female gender at birth, but I kind of feel like a boy. And I know that gender is a construct and all this, you know, doesn't really matter. I can be whatever I want to be. You know, and we look at that and we think, that's just ridiculous. And, but no, that's a very real thing people are dealing with. It is, honestly. And you can't just dismiss. Somebody's got to be the adult in the room to speak the truth, but you got to deliver it in a way where there's two options. Not just, well, that's dumb, stop it. Because Snapchat's going to teach them something else. But you hold the word up there and you show them, no, this is who you are in Christ. This is what the Word, and it's not just, well, the Bible says, because that doesn't work in a lot of places. I mean, the culture's over, the Bible says, unfortunately, but you can display the reality and the concepts of the Word of God in people, in your own life, and help other people understand those. And I'm telling you, you guys all know it, when you start to get a sense of purpose and identity based on who, how God sees you, it transcends physicality, sexuality, career, emotion, and it gets down into your inner man, into your spirit. And there's something in there that once you start thinking from that place, you know that you know that you know that you know. You know what I'm talking about? That's our responsibility is to help people get down to that deep place within them to negotiate life from. But do we even know how to do it ourselves? Are you with me? Does that make sense? So it's not an attack. It's, it's just, you know what, we've we got some work to do. We've got to shape the culture. We're not going to start trying to attack the devil. He's defeated. He's a factor. There's the enemy's out there lying, trying to lie. I mean, I, I'm intimately aware of that. But you have control over your mind and your heart. 
to engage the Spirit of God and then help others do the same. That's how we win the culture wars, is, is a firm spiritual identity. That's what I feel like God's put on my heart. Mike and I have been talking. There's a lot that, we had like almost, I think, actually I counted this morning, there were over 20 people from this church that were at that conference over the weekend. And, and it, it was awesome to see because there will be, it just shows me the, the desire uh, to have the conversation at that, using that language of our responsibility as believers to shape culture without being condemning and, and without polarizing. Because you know what? Christ died for you when you were dead in your sin. Jesus died for everybody. I don't care how dark or crazy you think they are, how twisted or evil they might be displaying and acting. Romans tells us that nobody has an excuse. Truth's revealed to everybody. Everybody inwardly knows. We just got to get in there and make it safe for them to engage God's word inwardly. It's the kindness of God that draws people to repentance. We don't, we don't uh, shy away from it. We don't shy away from it, but we engage it. We engage it with kindness. Maturity, strength, confidence, peace, boldness. Knowing who you are in Christ is what produces that kind of fruit. So let's, let's look at a few things here. And, and I want this to be encouraging just for you in your personal life. But then also thinking about, you got family members, you got people around you, you got, you know, you got the news telling you all this crazy. You know what? Don't let the news dictate to you the, 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 the state of the union. It's better than we think. It's not as dark as they might say, but there is some darkness, okay? So this idea here is what's been rolling around in my heart all week. I just want to think about this. Therefore, do not lose heart. Say, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Even though the outward man is sick, depressed, anxious, struggling because of, I'm taking care of a person that's in this situation. Even though the outward man hates his job, even though the outward man continues to struggle, even though the outward man, name your favorite sin. Ready? One, two, three. That's kind of how I thought it would go. Even though that there's a greater reality, you're being renewed in your inner man day by day. But do you know how to let that renewal rise up into your mind and your thinking and your actions and your choices and your emotions and your feelings and your words to affect the world, to, for you to experience the blessing of God living in you and then to affect the world around you, right? So your inward man's being renewed. Now, I just want to show this, that just kind of creating the reality, kind of, kind of biblically framing this concept that we are kind of suspended between two worlds, you know. There is a spiritual reality. I don't want to be flaky about it. I'm, I've been in too many circles where I've seen there's just this flaky, mystical expression, and you're not really sure, and, you, and it's probably just the way I think, and I'm wired. Some people really love that stuff, and they don't care about. Let me, uh, that sound, I don't want to go too negative. Let me, let me keep going. Say, keep going. Okay, thank you. So now, but the point is, so we're framing this idea, and then I want to make it personal and action, you know, give you some action. So now, uh, now may the God of peace himself, the God of peace himself. You know, don't you realize, I mean, you know, they, there is a justice side of God. God hates sin, but he's the God of peace. 
which means wholeness. To have peace with God means we have a whole relationship with him. He has restored, he's reconciled himself to us, and the invitation is for us to reconcile ourselves to him so that the, 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 the relationship is whole. There's no issues there between me and him. He's not holding your sin against you. Even though you keep playing around with that stuff, he's not holding it against you. He, he's, he's whole with you. You let go of that stuff to be whole with him, not to become righteous or get more holy, but to enjoy the relationship that you're already in with him. That is a whole relationship. But it's the wax in your heart. It's the wax in your spiritual ears. It's the, it's the callus. It's the, it's the uh, cataract in the eyes of your heart that are self-imposed by the way that we think. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Say, I am sanctified. I am clean because of the blood of Christ. Man, I'm telling you, that's a spirit. So that's a spiritual reality. Uh, And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Very clear, we are three-part spirit, soul, and body. Let's keep going. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For God, who said, Let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's a mouthful. That's one you can go take and meditate on. Just think about that. But the point is, it's a, it's a heart thing. It's happening in your heart. And then you go to verse 7, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We started in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, kind of backing up a little bit. Now, we have this treasure. What treasure? We have this light that shines out of the darkness uh, that's in our hearts to give us the light, the light or the understanding or the illumination of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And all of that we have in these treasure, treasures in jars. We have this treasure in jars of clay or earthen vessels to show that this surpassingly great power is from God and not from us. So in other words, you have this power, this creative power. God spoke and created everything. The power that Jesus displayed going and healing people, casting out devils. Any, any power display you've ever seen from God is in you, in your body. The, the fullness of the Godhead, this is Colossians, the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Christ. And the mystery that the, prophet, the prophets looked for throughout the ages is that Christ is in you. Say, Christ is in me. The fullness of the Godhead bodily is in me. Now, then you go pray and you're like, what in the world does that mean? And that's the fun of, you know, camping out with the Holy Spirit, getting scripture. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Not to get private interpretation where you get some special revelation that somebody else doesn't know. You're not trying to figure out mysteries. You're just trying to understand the, the, the degree of which God has already put in you. Because when you're doing life and you're freaking out, you need to be able to feast on the Spirit of God to have what you need in that moment. Whatever decision needs to be made in that moment. And if it's a situation that you're in that you can't change, who are you going to be? How are you going to respond? There's a power inside of us that's greater than anything. 2 Corinthians 4.16 again, because I want to break it down a little bit. Therefore, we don't lose heart. 
Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Do you have an awareness of that right now? You know, just think about that. Think about right now that I have, there's an inward man inside of me, spiritual being inside of me that's being renewed day by day, a direct connection with the Spirit of God, seated with Christ in heavenly places, right now in this moment, listening to the Messiah who is ever interceding in that heavenly holy of holies, praying over you, seeking to show himself strong on your behalf. That's all, you're, all, you're connected with that now. Man. So, uh, this, I, this, this word renewed is anakaeo. Who wants to say anakaeo? Sounds, sounds, I kind of sound like a Native American, it's a Greek, but anyway. What does that mean? So, all right, so, so we're talking about the inner man is renewed. What is renewed? What does that mean? To cause to grow up. <laughs> say, grow up. I say, I will grow up. Anybody need to grow up in any areas? I do. You know, well, you need to grow up. Well, you know what? Your inward man is being renewed, is growing up. Now, you're complete in spirit, but it can help you grow up. Man, we need to grow up to make new. And then some sub-definitions of that is a new strength and vigor is given to one. A new strength. How many of you ever feel weak sometimes? It's like, man, I don't know how I can keep doing this. Or you know others that feel that way. You can give them some hope. You know, you can help people know. Now, you know what? If you're a believer, God's in you and he's strengthening you right now. You can help people connect to this reality. To be changed into a new kind of life as opposed to the former corrupt state. Man, I want to believe this to the point that nothing is impossible. Just another passage because we want, to, we want to make this stuff real to us. This is Colossians 3.10. So we're talking about the inner man being renewed. we got lives to live. How do we draw on that strength? How do we consistently live with aware, an awareness of God where we're engaging what it is that he's supplying? Where I'm not, you know, man, I'm telling you, man, so many people, their Christianity it is just... Yes, I believe the Bible is true. I believe God is real. I believe Jesus died for me, and I'm going to make it to heaven one day, hopefully. But there's so much more to experience in this life. The blessings of God, the promises of God, the the fulfillment of what God wanted from the very beginning, a a kingdom, a, a, a nation of kings and priests a nation of kings and priests representing him in this earth in full authority and power, teaching people the ways of God so they would experience his blessings and in turn bless others. And if we're just minimizing ourselves in false humility, not standing in our authority and power, not engaging the Spirit of God to overcome our lack, overcome our sin habits, overcome our fear, and overcome our anxiety. You know, we're just not engaging. We're not, we're not reaping. We're not benefiting from what Jesus paid for. 
And I'm, and I'm not trying to paint it as a negative thing. I'm, I'm like, man, there's, there's a lot out there for us to have an experience from God. And, and the world is starving, waiting, walking around, wondering, what am I? That, I mean, that's the question people are asking. What am I? Who am I? And the more you know, the more confident you know who you are in Him, you can give Him an answer. You can give Him a hope. You can, you can listen to the craziest identification story, not condemn. I mean, you know, they, they're, do y'all know that there are grade school, there, there are elementary schools that are facilitating the mindset that those kids are animals. Like, I believe I'm a cat. And so they have litter boxes in the bathrooms. Because they don't want to offend the kids. Because they might want to go scratch and poop in the litter box. Because I'm a cat. Now we, sh- now we laugh. We laugh. We laugh. But it's the same thing as saying, boy, you know, my anxiety. Because that's not who you are. You know, my, 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 my name is Clint and I'm an, alcohol, I'm an alcoholic. No, you're not. You might feel like you are and you might be behaving like you are, just like that kid that's crouched over the litter box. I got the spit take on that one. <laughs> I set you up. But it's true. I mean, am I, are, are you following me? Because we laugh and we, and we laugh. We laugh. It's so stupid. But, but it's the same with us. We have false identities. Our false identity is, you know, stuck in that sin habit. Our false identity is, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to be broken sick my whole life. Man, I t- <laughs> Andrew, I love Andrew Womack. He said last night, he said, if you're sick, it's your fault. If you're broke, it's your fault. And you can see the front row. <laughs> And what he means by that is, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to qualify the statement, of what, but what, I means, what he means by that is you, have, you can believe to experience what Jesus paid for. And walk in it. And, walk in it. and if he paid for it, it's yours now. And that's offensive. It is offensive. I mean, because you, you're like, I hear you. Man, I don't like it, but it's true. And we, so we have all these false identities. And it's just more extreme in other places than in our lives because ours are more socially acceptable. We're used to ours. But they're still just as false. So what, so, so what are you saying? What's the, what, are we supposed to just have a perfect life and everything's not going to... No, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Absolutely. You, you will not escape persecution if you stand up for the truth of God. And even, maybe even unto the loss of life. You might die for standing up for your faith in Christ. However, the will of God is on earth as it is in the heaven. That's what God wants for you. Nothing less than that. And that's offensive. Because that means we look at our lives and we think, well, my goodness, I don't I'm, Nothing in my life looks like heaven. Well, you know what? No condemnation, no guilt, no shame. But, 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 a, but I, I hope what that does is it, it doesn't create a sense of lack within you. It causes you to turn to him and say, Lord, I just want to know you, the power of your resurrection, 
the goodness of your spirit within me. And how, so how do we do? What do we do? I mean, how do we, how do we get there? Well, you're there in spirit, but we have to do some things. You've got to change the way that you think, which is the very definition of repentance. And when you change the way that you think to become more consistent with the Scripture, then you have to act on the inspiration that comes out of that change of thought. Most of us don't do that. We, change, we repent, we change the way that we think, then we get inspired to take an action. We're like, mm, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Did God really say that? I'm telling you, man, we miss out on so many opportunities of transformation because we don't take the step. Thereby reinforcing the false identity. When your true identity is, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am complete in Him. I am whole and healed. I am at peace with God. Greater is He who's in me than He who's in the world. I lack nothing. I am an ambassador of the kingdom of God. I have a message to go into this earth to declare God loves you. God is not holding your sin against you. Jesus died for you to set you free from sin and death. There is a wonderful life waiting for you, but you got to change the way you think. And that's the hardest thing to get people to do. This is, this, is an, this is a reflection of it. Put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge. What knowledge? According to the image of him who created him. What is the image of you who created you? Well, you're a new creation. You're a new creation in him. Amen? Say, I'm a new creation. All things passed away. All things have come new. Old things, sorry. But you're a new creation. So this is what it's talking about. Put on the new man that is renewed in the knowledge. What knowledge? According to the image of him, who, him, God. No, me, sorry. I got mixed up. <laughs> who created him, God. So you put on the knowledge of who I am that is in agreement with the new creation that God created me to be in whatever it is that you're facing. Now, some of you are in situations that you can't change. People have made decisions around you. You have no control over it other than how you see yourself and the decisions that you're going to make. You could play a victim. You could stay mad. Or you can put on the new man and live a life full of blessing and peace and prosperity, representing the Lord Jesus Christ in this earth, bringing glory to his name. Put on the new man. Put on the new man in your mind. And, and from here, we really could jump into a whole host of passages that talk about biblical meditation, setting your mind on things above, what you think about, how you speak, all that stuff. All that stuff's related. So you want to eat some spiritual ho-hos and ding-dongs or you want to eat some spiritual carrots and broccoli <laughs> or, or Brussels sprouts, spinach, collard greens. There we go. I finally found one of the collard greens. I love, I love collard I'm going to eat some spiritual collard greens <laughs> with a little bit of spiritual hot sauce on them. And it's your thoughts. Your thoughts are the food that's, that's feeding your heart. And then the, the, how your heart hears will affect, if you're letting that inner man renewing 
affect the rest of your being. I think we'll talk about this a little bit more for a few more weeks. So that, you know, we've got a whole chart. You like charts? <laughs> Most of y'all have seen it probably, but I'm going to talk about the heart. Let me just, one more um, definition here. So put on the new man. The word put on is indio. That's the Greek word, indio. And it means to sink into, as in clothing, to put on, to clothe oneself, to sink into. I'm going to put on. You know, and it's, and it's this concept of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You get born again, the Spirit of God gets in you. And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit is sinking into the Spirit in you so that He comes upon you in power. And that can happen when you first get born again and every day after that. Some people get born again and they don't know that they can immerse themselves back into, you know, like the song. So this is the point that like Chris picked that song, I want to lay back on your chest. This, man, that's the picture that I'm seeing. You're, you're laying back into him and you're being fully enveloped in him. And you're, and, and, and you're being entwined with it. You're, you're putting on the spirit. You're allowing the spirit to come upon you. That is the baptism of the spirit. That is being filled with or influenced by the Spirit. The baptism of the Spirit is not when you get born again and then God sends something else out of heaven to you. It's I get born again, the Spirit comes in me, and then the baptism is an immersion to he, for Him to come upon me. And that's the idea here is to put on the new man. I'm going to immerse, I'm going to sink back into, I'm going to put on that Spirit. How? So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit. I will also sing with my understanding. You can sing and pray with your spirit in all different kinds of ways, one of which is the gift of tongues. If you don't utilize that gift today, afterward, if you'd like to come forward, we got some people that will help you walk through that. I'm not going to force you to do that. It's your choice. And then this final idea here, Isaiah 40, 31. Most of us know this passage here. But to those who wait on the, upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. How would you like to run and not grow weary? And I'm talking about a, an, emotional real, uh, an emotional reality. Because uh, some of you are, are exhausted emotionally. Aren't you? but you can be renewed. You can be strengthened. Not just on an emotional level. It's greater than that. When you know how to sink into the Spirit in you and allow the Spirit to come upon you and strengthen you, man, nothing, nothing in this world can take that away. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wave at me. You know what I'm talking about? It's power. It's powerful. And it's there. This word wait means to look for, to hope. Hope means... Joyful and confident expectation of good things. That's what hope means. This word wait, those that wait upon the Lord, it's the idea of expecting, binding together by twisting, and to be collected. So we think, well, it's all in God's timing. I'm just going to wait. I'm a victim of God. He's not loving me right now. And he said I could have all these things, but he's not given to me because after all, he's in control. And if it's not in my life, it hasn't passed through his hands yet to be in my life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm so holy and humble. 
And that's just not what, he, it's not what he's talking about. If Jesus paid for it, it's yours now. There are some things that are related to the ways and the things unfolding in life, and we can have that conversation. But to wait on the Lord is not a time thing to sit back until God makes a decision. It's talking about expectation, hope, entwining yourself, wrapping yourself around him. The same idea, put on the new man, sink back into that spirit. You're entwining yourself within him. You take, and how do, I, I do it with the word. I love to sit with the word of God and a passage, you know, I'll just start reading the word and a passage will rise up and it's like, you know, next thing, 20 minutes later, and I'm just, I'm just thinking about this word, and it's like, it's just feet, it's food to me. Final statement. Immerse yourself in the spirit within you in confident expectation of God's promises. Immerse yourself in the spirit within you in confident expectation of God's promises. Think spiritually. Expect to experience the promises of God. Quit judging God. Quit blaming Him for the condition of your life when it's something that Jesus paid for for you to experience and change. Now, it might not change instantly, and you got to deal with that. But hope and expect and put on the new man. Are you with me? Do you get, do you get something practical out of it? Because I know this kind of, we talked to some art, artistic expressions with our words, but, but I want you to walk out of here with something you can sink your teeth into to put on the new man because you got your life to live and you, you got a life to live that could glorify God based on how you engage that spirit within you to be a testimony of strength to other people to look at you and be like, wow, they question how well you're doing. I know what you've been through and are you faking it? No, no, no. I just have this peace that's better than anything. And it's real. And I can engage it at any moment. And you can too. And the world is confused about who they are. And I'm not, not just the sexuality, but also people identifying themselves based on their jobs based on their success or lack thereof, based on whatever they've accomplished, right? You have that. People are, their identity is based on their physical accomplishment or lack thereof. And you can give people hope and peace in that, not challenging them, not, you know what I mean? People, people are, we don't, the world is, the world's in an identity crisis. That's why we're seeing these weird things. But we know who we are. You owe it to the world to know confidently who you are in Christ. And I know that's challenging because we have real struggles and issues, but God will not give up on you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will always help you. And like Sebastian said, he's a chatty dad. He will not stop talking to you. He's constantly seeking to help you experience the best that he has for you in spite of all the stuff that's coming at you in the world that might happen to you and probably will. But you transcend because in your inner man, you're being renewed. Amen? Amen? Let's just stand up, put our attention on the Lord for a minute. That prayer team, come on up if you guys would. Like I said, if, uh, 
You know, if you've never really experienced that immersion in the Spirit, what charismatic Christians love to call the baptism of the Spirit, it's not an illegal term, but we've kind of made it a weird thing. It's in you. And if there's anybody in here that you've never said yes to Jesus, we invite you to come on up, speak to one of these guys. We have a book. We have a gift for you. We want to make sure you're confident in what the Lord has done for you. And if you need prayer for anything at all, if you need prayer for anything at all, come on up. Hans, would you step up here too? Because, I, I you know, just to have some people available. And I just ask you, just, just, just take a minute. Let the Lord settle some things in your heart. I know there's a challenge. A lot to think about. But just decide what you're walking out of here with today. You know, this is, this is what I'm taking today. This is what I'm standing on. This is the action I'm going to take. This is the thought I'm going to think about. I'm going to go back and look into that passage, whatever it is. And like David prophesied this morning, uh, just see yourself giving your heart to God. Father, I give you my heart. You know, the deepest part of yourself is what we're talking about. I give you the deep part of me. I give you that part of me that is either at full peace or there's a rage of raging sea going on in there. I just give that to you. I give you my spirit. I give you my heart. I give you everything about me, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you're in my life, moving, leading me and guiding me, showing me things to come, bringing all things to remembrance. And if you need prayer, go ahead and slide on up this way. We'll just start praying for you now. If you have other people that you want to pray for, slide up. Thank you, Father. We trust you. We love you. Father, I thank you for everybody in this room. Thank you for everybody that's watching and listening. We speak blessing over every person. We speak health and prosperity over every person. Father, may you be glorified in the blessing of your people. It's what you want to do. Bless us to be a blessing. Father, I trust you. Just tell him I trust you. I love you. I sink into that spirit as my inner man is strengthened. Amen.